my objectors up media uh just we've been talking about understanding destiny transitions wow what a powerful ministry on the ministry of abraham isaac and jacob so we've been elaborating on destiny transitions as necessary components on the destiny path also to illuminate principal promise power and providential assistance that is available to you in your destiny transitions three is where we've been working on is incubating certain understandings that will accentuate the positive aspects of destiny transitions for to cultivate an assurance that god has seen ahead and provided for your next as you move towards this destiny transition and five to insulate you from hopeless grief loss and worry through understanding that destiny transitions result in destiny triumph um put up my definition for destiny transition what do we mean by that term the term destiny transitions we say that destiny transition is the critical process or period of God-ordained, God-designed passage from one state, stage, subject, or place to another, which has the possibility of resulting in more of an unfolding of his amazing plan for your life if properly recognized, received, regarded, and rigorously endured with faith, hope, and love. We also had these eight key understandings for destiny transition, eight key understandings for destiny transition um, and we've gone through the first five, but we'll just list the whole list, and then I'm going to give you some review of the first five and then the last three. The first there is the understanding, understanding the power of resurrection. Second, understanding church in three phases and what we call the spiritual house and what that means. Third, understanding release and recovery. Fourth, understanding mantles and transference of powers. Five, understanding destiny relationship difficulties. Go on. Six is understanding what we call the law of victory. Victory is a law. Seven is understanding times and seasons. And then eight is understanding the destiny diaspora. Put up my notes for the, the, the power of resurrection. What we uh, just the review pieces there for the power of resurrection. The power of resurrection says that fundamentally that there is a seed. The key principle in resurrection is that people who did not accept deliverance better resurrection so how you deal with the death determines how your resurrection happens all right not all resurrections are created equal because if i have a better one that means i can have a worse one right um in resurrection the scripture says in first corinthians 15 that in resurrection first comes the natural then the spiritual so when we think about a resurrection and transition and something dies, then I have to think about what is first is natural, but the unleashing of the spirit is what comes after that. Further, um, the relative size and strength of the harvest is always greater than the seed, right? Remember 1 Corinthians 15 says that that seed that's planted is a small bare grain, but doesn't result in a harvest that'll bring forth. All right, understanding of resurrection. Going to the next one, Mr. Tony. All right. First, then we talked about the church in three phases. We said that we as people are spirit, soul and body, but the church exists in three phases. Spiritual is the the assembly of human spirits that have been recreated into the likeness of Jesus Christ. Then there is an organizational piece. That's the functions. That's the auxiliaries. That's us coming here at this time, being in this phase that says this person is the head of this group and that person is the head of that department. And then there's a physical, the structure of the edifice that uh, empowers the other two phases to function. And so 
just as uh, when, a, when a person physically dies, the physical piece is gone, but it only unleashes what was in their spirit. Yeah, because the spiritual piece of it never dies. Go on to the next one, Brother Tony. All right, then we talked about mantles. Mantles um, is a cloak or covering, a symbol of authority, responsibility, and the Holy Spirit capability. You see Apostle, she's carrying around um, something that she uses as a, as a prayer mantle and so on. And uh, he made some statements. We talked to you. You don't eliminate your history to walk into your destiny. You don't have to rewrite it. All right. You can just move on to your next without rewriting where you came from. It's cool. Um, you have the right to all the graces that have been poured into you. Um, me and Apostle and customized to whatever God has called you to do. Go on, uh, Minister Tony. Mantles prevent you from having to start over. When Joseph, <laughs> when um, Elisha crossed the water, the, he crossed the first time with his spiritual father and the father had the mantle. So when he crossed the next time, that means he was a devil crosser. When he crossed the next time, when he crossed the next time, he said, where is the God of my father? Where's the God of Elijah? And he smote the water and it's, it moved for him just like it moved for his father. You don't have to start over. You carry the grace with you wherever you go. Right. So you don't ask the next leader to be your last one because I am with you. The grace that has been imparted to you is with you. The grace of apostles has been imparted to you with you wherever you go. Go on to the next one. Then we talked about understanding relationship difficulties, destiny relationship difficulties. And in transition, destiny relationship difficulties is a part of the process. We walked you through um, Exodus, excuse me, Acts chapter 15, verse um, 35 through 41. And in verse 39, it talked about how there was a sharp contention between Barnabas and Saul. And then that word for sharp contention, go ahead, put the definitions up there. This was the word... Um, that, that was used for sharp contention. Para um, talks about coming alongside. That's why Jesus, the Holy Spirit is called the paraclete. But it says coming alongside to poke, going to the next one. Um, and it literally means that word there is to, part, to, to come alongside and poke with something that's sharp and acidic. It literally starts small, but it blew up into a great, into a big and sharp disagreement. And uh, destiny relationship difficulties are part of destiny transitions. Just suck it up, buttercup. It's a part of the process. And God's okay with it. He knows how to work it out and work through it in Jesus' name. All right. So that was the pieces we talked about. And then today we're going to talk about uh, the law of victory, understanding the law of victory. The first part of that comes out is, you know, a few years ago, my, my daughter was uh, um, starting uh, at the University of Michigan, and we were going through parent orientation. And the student said something in parent orientation. What he said, uh, he explained the theology and the doctrine of the University of Michigan fight song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, what he said is, he said all other fight songs, including Little Brother and East Lansing, fight for victory. The Michigan difference is that when you're in Arbor, we fight from victory. That's why we start out with hail to the victors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. See, I thought there was some Wolverines in the house. All right. I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you. We fight from victory, not for victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. All right. And so the scripture tells us in 1 John 5, 4, we'll look at 1 John 5, 4. And what it says is, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world 
our faith. That word there, go, go ahead, put my definition up, Minister Tony. So that word there for uh, victory, go on to the next one. Hallelujah. Is the word Nike, right? Where we get Nike, just do it, right? That's the word for victory or overcoming. And so the scripture in, put up Romans 8.37. Romans 8.37, Nikeo, Nike is victory. Nikeo means to overcome. This scripture says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors, not just overcomers, not just victorious. We're more than victorious through him that loved us. Now put the definition that I have associated with that. So um, there's a person that's active. Ever seen a child? Man, that's an active child. Ever heard the term that a child is then hyperactive? That has a whole different connotation, doesn't it? Okay. So what I'm telling you is, that victory, when it comes to victory, you're not just Nikeo, you are hyper Nikeo. You are over victorious. That's what the scripture is actually telling you. You are more than a conqueror, right? You, you have an overwhelming, surpassing victory. That's what it means. That's why that fight song is considered the best fight song of all time. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Praise God for all of my little brethren in the house. Okay, okay. I'm just saying that, that um, you are more than a conqueror. You have hyper victory, and that's yours, and that's available to you. So all you have to do is show up to the battle to win, right? We start from a place of victory. We fight from victory, not for victory. We already have it, and we just go through the process to walk it out. Somebody say amen. All right. Number seven is understanding times and seasons. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 and 11 says to everything, there's a season, a time to every purpose under heaven. Verse 11 says he has made everything beautiful in his time. And what we realize is that um, put put up Daniel chapter 2, 20 and 21. Daniel answered and said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and seasons. He changes times and season. He changes times and season. He changes times and season. He removes kings, raises up king. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who know understanding. We recognize that against the backdrop of the times in which we live in, God uses prophetic voices to announce new season. God, go ahead, put up my, my notes for understanding times and seasons there. God initiates the new and invalidates the old. When God judges the new thing that he intends to do can't be done in the old. That's a new wine in the old wineskin, according to Luke 5, 36 through 39. Apostle ministered on that. And then I just got one key statement. Flirting with your past is cheating on your future. Yeah. So be willing to keep going forward. Be willing to go forward. All right. Then understanding the destiny diaspora. Go ahead. Put up put up that apostle made reference to it, but I want to talk about it. A diaspora then is a group of people with similar heritage or homeland who have since moved out to places all over the world. The diaspora come from the ancient Greek word meaning to be scattered abroad. And that's exactly what the people of a diaspora do. They scatter from the homeland to places across the globe, spreading their culture as they go. That's why you don't want to forget your history. You want to take it with you, right? It's all a part of how God moves you to your next. Look at um, Acts chapter 8, verse 1. Apostle made reference to this. I got a couple of scriptures, and then I'll just reference those, and we'll go on. Acts 8 and 1. 
Now Saul was consenting to his death, to his as Stephen. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except for the apostles. Look at um, Acts 11, 19 through 22. And it says, now those who were scattered at the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to no one but the Jews only. But some of them were men from Cyprus and Cyrene, who, when they had come to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists, Greeks also preaching the, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Then the news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. And look at James 1 and 1, just referring to this. This letter was written from James to the 12 tribes, the word there, diaspora scattered abroad. I just want you to understand that that's a part of destiny transitions. All of these things are a part of you as you go on from your now to your next. Come on, let's stand. Hallelujah. So we're in faith that as we've gone from this time of our now into our next, that the Lord is with each and every one of us. Father, we just say thank you for our friends, our partners, the members that have come to celebrate with us this final moment. We pray these words that we have shared will speak strength, courage, stability, faith, hope, and even love as they go from what is now into the next. Thank you for the unleashing of your resurrection power. Thank you that you'll make us a sure and a stable house. Thank you, Lord, as you minister to us um, to my friend and brother, um, Pastor Tony Shaw, that release and recovery belongs to us as well. We thank you and praise you, Lord, that every seed that is sown, every work that is done, that the harvest is available to us now, that we, because we are a spiritual house, we carry these things with us. We thank you for it and we believe we receive it now. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Be seated. Uh, Lady Nedra, you got some announcements you want to do now?